All right, Jabosai, good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei, Jerry and Sarah Walaski for dedicating all the Shuman Joshua's this month. In the Schusser of Shalema for their grandson, Zechariah Dov Ben Paroshira, Shandi and Avram Kelman, in memory of, of their beloved parents, and in the Schus of all those who need Arifur Shalema, Dr. Linda Weinberg, in loving memory of her husband, Dr. Paul Weinberg Peretz, Moshe Ben Avram David, and Leah Soul as a Schus for Arifur Shalema for her daughter, Ilana Bas Esther, and for all those in need of Yeshua. So they have learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for a fortunate of Rabbi Chaim Glazer, Chaim Ben Leah Hindel. We, of course, dedicate our learning as well in the Schuss, the holy soldiers of the IDF who are engaged in multiple missions on multiple fronts. We hope that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give them incredible siyata dishmaya to be successful in all of their missions. Dedicate our learning in the Schuss of Achinu B'nai Yisrael who are facing such such overwhelming circumstances, but of course always face these circumstances with poise, with dignity, with optimism, and with hope. We hope that our learning in Meretz Hashem will provide them with extra chizuk or a shalema to all those who have been injured, and aliyah for the neshama of all those who have been taken from us. And halavai, to everlasting shalom. We'll say with that, let us let us begin. Today's daf is Nuntes fifty nine, and we are picking up Emir Hashem on Nunchasimavis. We have the little last piece of the Mishnah, Emir Hashem, to be able to, to finish up. Uh, say the last piece before of the of the, of the parak. Sorry, we have the last couple of lines of the previous parak, Emir Hashem, to to finish up. I didn't want to rush through Paraduma yesterday. So we're actually picking up on 58B, and we are picking up two, four, six lines up. No, not from the end of the page, but from where the parak ends. So six lines up for the parak ends. So let's just remember again, one of the interesting things that the Mishnah mentioned was that a man could go ahead and be Mekhadesh, a woman, with Mechatos, Eferchatos, which is Paraduma water, Paraduma ashes, which of course, just even at first glance, sounds very strange as we would assume that these items are consecrated. So the Gemara says as follows. Let's analyze this. That's the quote from the Mishnah. With now remember again, in yesterday's daf, we qualified that a little bit. Remember again, are you actually being Mekadosh with Trumas and Maestros? No. No, why? Because that would be Tovas Hana, and we've passed in yesterday's daf that what? Tovas Hana is not mammon, is not a financial benefit. Remember again, so we, the, the Gemara understood that the Mishnah is referring to a very specific case of where my Kohanic maternal grandfather passed away and I inherited, I inherited those things. Okay, so that's true, Mr. Maestros. Matanos, Mechatos, Beifar, Parazim, Gedeshus. Or Minu, someone says, really, is this true? After all, we learn, listen to this. If a person accepts money to, ju- to judge a case, ultimately, again, his judgments are bottled. If he accepted money to go and give testimony, ultimately, his testimony is bottled. If a person accepts money to go ahead and sprinkle the waters of the Paraduma, 
or to sanctify the waters. So, so Ulukadish, Maimav Maimara, his water is like cave water, the Afro, Aframakla, and ultimately his ash is just like regular ash. So, the point over here you see is that if you use para aduma, water or ashes, as some type of financial instrument or somehow receive compensation for the process, then what? You've negated the kedusha of the entire thing. So how could the Mishnah tell me that halacha l'maysa, that halacha l'maysa, I could use it for kedusha? I will say, now I'll mention something very interesting. If you take a look, um, actually that's, that's first reading Gemara. So I'm, um, so I'm Rabbi, Rabbi, so look, Hashya, kan b'schar hava'o milui, kan b'schar hazo'a v'kidush. So I will say, this is very interesting. So Abaye says, in general, Abba said there's a concept that a person is not supposed to receive compensation for a mitzvah, right? What a person is allowed to receive compensation for is for tircha, effort involved in the performance of a mitzvah. So for example, you can't get paid for administering the process of paraduma. What can you get paid for? The tircha involved in, in, in drawing the water, in fetching the water, right? Transport. So we'll call it associated logistical activities. You're allowed to get paid for. You just can't get paid for the performance of the mitzvah itself. Now, this is actually an interesting concept. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, B'schar hava. Just before I actually read Rashi, so the way I understands it is, the Mishnah is talking about someone, when we say, Kaddish a woman, with, with para aduma, ashes or water, it's not literal. What it means is, if you get paid for the process of transport, right, you could use that money to be mekadish a woman, or you could assign that money to a woman, and that could affect kiddushin. But in Rechinam, when the Bryce has said that if you go and you receive compensation for paraduma, you invalidate the ashes, invalidate the water, that's referring to someone who actually gets paid for administering the service itself. Take a look at Rashi. This is fascinating. Beskar Hava, that three lines are from before, four lines from, from the end of the parak. So if you get paid, excuse me, for transporting the ashes from one location to another, or you get paid for drawing the water, the milsa the tirchohu, because we will say this is something that involves effort. And I will say again, remember that's not the mitzvah, right? The mitzvah is the actual sprinkling, right? The mitzvah is not the drawing of the water. The, the mitzvah is not the transport. You can get paid for non-mitzvah logistical activity. So therefore, again, however, when the Bryce has said that if you get paid for sprinkling the waters, then the water becomes invalid or the ashes then ultimately that's talking about someone who's actually getting paid for the mitzvah. Now I will say, this goes back for just a moment. It's the same idea that a judge who gets paid for his judgment. See, when we see that, we kind of automatically think about bribery. Or a, te- or a witness who gets paid, ultimately again, for his testimony. We think about that also as buying... I will say, people get paid for their testimony all the time. Right? People make a living of offering expert testimony. And again, we assume the person is, is telling the truth. What they're talking about over here is a person is getting paid a fee for a service. They're acting in good faith, right? The, the judge is performing a service. So what's interesting is that the price is highlighting over here is you can't get paid for the performance of a mitzvah. Now, where does this come from? I'll say this is incredible. Remember, we had this We'll say what it comes from is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't get a salary. 
Rosh Hashanah didn't get a salary. Right? So because he didn't get a salary, Rosh Hashanah, just like Rosh Hashanah executed his duties, right, without compensation, that becomes a paradigm for anyone involved in a mitzvah, ultimately, again, that they should do so without compensation as well, which is actually interesting because it raises a, a fascinating point, right, for those of us in certain careers of Jewish communal service about how one is allowed to draw salary so in, for, for, the, for the performance of a mitzvah. So again, the, what that has to do with, I will say, is the concept that anyone involved in a career of Jewish communal service could have done something else, right, could have done something else. So the community, so in other words, the salary essentially represents compensation for a career not taken. Compensation for the path not taken, right? Or for the path, right? For the road less traveled, so to speak, you know? So, so that, that's what that is. But interestingly enough, the paradigm comes, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't draw a salary. That being said, remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to keep the shaving of the luchos, right? Moshe Rabbeinu was entitled to, Moshe Rabbeinu had money from elsewhere. But my said, but just interesting idea. In any event, so let's finish up. So the says, they can have the tani, hacha mechatos, or be'efer para, our Mishnah says, ultimately, again, and it says, So our Mishnah is talking about, again, money that comes from the logistical aspects of executing para aduma. That you can get paid for. The Brisa, when saying that if you get paid for para aduma, you invalidate the water, invalidate the ashes, that's talking about actually getting paid for the actual service, the religious service itself, which invalidates everything. Incredible. 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 Okay. What by also what a what a profound statement. We shall return to you. So of course the Ishmaqadish means Ishmaqadish Isha. I will say, but what a what a way to start the day with that mantra. We should always return to the concept of Haish Makadish that a man has the ability to create Kiddusha. This is a mantra we should keep on returning to over and over and over again. The ability we have to affect Kiddusha, the ability we have to affect change, the ability that we have to go ahead and bring light into the world, Hadrun Aloch, that is a concept that we have to keep returning to over and over and over. We should be zochet to return constantly to the concept of Ha'ishma Kadesh that each of us has the ability to create Kiddusha. Incredible. Ha'omer l'chavira. Bo'se new parak. Ha'omer l'chavira. Great cases today. Bo'se, so now we're back to a little bit, I would say, of like typical, typical, more, more typical Kiddushan cases. So here we go. Ha'omer l'chavira. Seva kadosh le'isha. Plonis. I guess not such a typical case. Right? So Ruben says to his friend Shimon, go, go and, and betroth the woman for me. In other words, he's asking Shimon to act as his shaliach. Go and the woman for me. V'halach v'kid shaliach smo. So this is usually the end of the friendship, right? So, so what happens? Shimon decides, you know what? I do see, I see what he sees in this, in this, in this lady. Right? So he decides to go ahead and be Mekadish, the woman, for himself. So what's the halacha? Mekudesh Okay, it works. In other words, at the end of the day, obviously we're going to see it's bad, it's bad. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, although Shimon was going to be Mekadish woman for Ruvain, if he was Mekadish for himself, Lamaisa, it works. Similarly, again, Ruvain goes over to Rachel. He says, Rachel, become Mekadish to me after 30 days. Right? So, so essentially what's happening over here is it's, well, we'll actually we'll see. 
He says, become a Kudash to me after 30 days. It sounds like what's happening over here is giving her the money now, but the Kiddushin doesn't take effect until 30 days from now. And then Shimon comes along and gives her Kiddushin now. Now. So in other words, he says, become a Kudash to me, you know, on Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Rosh Chodesh Kislev. And now Shimon comes along and says, hurry up, Kudash And she accepts the money. Mikudash is Ultimately, again, she's Mikudash is the second guy. So I'll say in both of these cases, Shimon was able to affect Kiddushin with her now. Basis, and we'll say in all of these cases, Basis the Kohen, Tocha Truma. If Shimon is a Kohen, she's allowed to go ahead and eat Truma. Me'achshav, right now. I'm sorry. Tocha Truma. Fine. Next case, we'll say. Me'achshav, La'achshav, Shimon. What happens if we'll say if Ruvain gave Rachel, he says, Hari Atni Kudash, Asli, Me'achshav, from now, that I was, we're going to see, although that language is inherently contradictory, the Pashtos, what he seems to be saying is, after 30 days, what will happen after 30 days? It'll trigger what? Retroactivity clause. Right? And it'll become a Kudash to me as of now. And during the 30 days, Shimon comes along now, and there's Mekadish now, within the 30 days. And I was say, that case is a little bit more complicated. That's a Suffolk Kiddushin case. Again, we'll discuss the mechanics of that case in the Gemara. And therefore, because it's a Savik Mikudesh's case, she can't eat Truma. Now, she can't eat Truma either way. In other words, if she's a Bas Kohen, she can't eat Truma because of the Safi Kiddushin, right? And if she is marrying the Kohen, she can't eat Truma because of the Safi Kiddushin. Fine. So we'll say, so those are the keys in the Mishnah. Let's analyze. So we're going to, let's start with the first one. So we'll say, first case was, Ruben says to Shimon, go and be Mekadesh Rachel for me. Shimon meets Rachel and decides that he wants to marry this lady himself. So he, give, he gives her Kesef Kiddushin, ultimately she's Mekudesh. So HaOmer the Chaver say the Kaddush, Tana, Masha Asa Asui, Elashinad Baminad Ramos. So this is interesting. You know, in life, sometimes doing the wrong thing works, but it's still wrong. But it's still wrong. So Lamaisa, Lamaisa, what Shimon did by being Mekadesh, this woman, it works. Right? It works. In other words, the Kiddushin is Chal, but it's Ramos, but it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. So the Gemara says, "V'tana didan halach nami." V'tana didan halach nami. Diktani halach b'ramos. And also, you can even see it in our in our Mishnah. The Tana added in the lashon of halach, right? So Reuven says to Shimon, "Go and make Rachel for me." And Reuven and sorry, and Shimon halach the kidsha. So the Tana adds in halach means he went with the wrong intentions. He went with the wrong intentions. Okay, so we'll say, so the point over here is, just to be clear, the Gemara kind of wants to take a stance on Shimon's actions. What Shimon did works, but at the end of the day, it's wrong. It's wrong. Okay, so the Gemara says, So we'll say, in our Mishnah, the Lushan is, Ruvain says to Shimon, right? And he calls Shimon his friend, his friend. So the top of Montes, Umashna Hasam Diktani Omer Lishlucho. And I will say in the previous Mishnah, I will say the previous Mishnah is talking about the previous parak. Remember the case where Ruvain says to Shimon, Ruvain says to Shimon, go and be Makadish Rachel for me, you know, in uh, in Yerushalayim. He gives he gives the Shaliach a specific place. And then the Mishnah was talking about the idea that if Shimon goes and is Makadish the Isha somewhere else, the Kiddushin doesn't work. Well, it's actually Machlokas about whether or not when you give a specific place, is that a hakpada? Is it dafka that you want the kiddushin only to take place in that particular area? Or if memory again, Lashon the Gemara, or maybe it's what, what, what we call a maramakum. Maramakum. 
Just like, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to help you out so you don't have to run around looking for the Isha. Okay, so we'll say, so the one that's just picking up all the way here, it's a very simple question. In our Mishnah, it phrases it as Ruvain says to his friend or fellow, Chavero. In the previous Mishnah, it says to Omer Lishlucho, says to an agent. Why here does it use the Lushen of Chavero? And why there does it use the Lushen of Shlucho? Goes at which the Lord says, 59a, second line down from the top. In both cases, the Mishnah is trying to teach me a, a, a little bit of a Chiddush. The Yomar says, So also in the previous case, where he's giving him the location, it's coming to teach him the following idea. Had it said, had it, I'm sorry, If the Mishnah would have said Shlucho, if it would have said, Ruvain said to his Shaliach, the Gemara says, I want to tell you something amazing. The Gemara is operating with the following premise, which is the exact opposite premise that, that I would have thought intuitively. The Gemara says, out of the two words of Shaliach and Chavero, Shaliach is a stronger term than Chavero. Shaliach means my agent. When I appoint an agent, I have trust that the agent is going to execute the agency as I told them. That's the concept of shliach shal adam kimoso. Chavero, we think about chavero as like a buddy, like your friend. Chavero just means a guy, another person. Chavero is someone, again, I will say, who I have less faith in to execute the agency as I have asked him to. So watch this. So the Gemara says as follows. If our Mishnah would have said, if our Mishnah would have said shlucho, I would have thought when a shaliach betrays the mishaliach like that, and Shimon goes ahead and marries this woman himself, that's, that's when Shimon's a ramai. That's when he's acting inappropriate. The Sam Chadaita, because Reuven had complete trust in the shaliach, Savar, Avad Lishlichusi, ultimately, again, when I appoint a shaliach, I assume the agent is going to execute the agency. Avachavero, the lo sam chadaite. I will say, you ask your friend to do something, you ask your fellow to do something. I will say, it's interesting, you know this in life. There are certain people, you ask them to do something, and you're like, there's a 50 50 chance this is going to get done, right? In reality, maybe it'll get done. Okay, some faith. And then there are other people, you ask them to do something, you, you know with almost absolute certainty that they're going to execute. The person you know that you're going to execute, he's called a shaliach. The person you're maybe yes, maybe no. We've been down this road multiple times. That person is called Chavero. Chavero. So I say, I would have thought, I would have thought that in our Mishnah, it's only the case of Shaliach, that when he betrays the confidence of Mechadah Shulman himself, that's when he's a Ramai. But Chavero, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's totally beyond, it's not beyond the possibility that hey, he's not going to execute it all. And if he executes, he's going to decide to marry this woman himself. The Gemara says, In the previous Mishnah, also we're trying to teach a lesson. What's the lesson? The previous case also, where he gave him the location. I would have thought it's Dafka only in case of Chavero, where Allah is not Mekudashas, if he's Mekadish in a different location. Why? Because again, the Chavir is not going to be Matriach himself. But in the case of Shaliach, where ultimately I know that if I appoint the Shaliach, he's going to find the woman wherever she is. So maybe the location is simply a Mara Makom, just to help him out. 
Yifumar says Kamash Malan, Sefer the Gemara teaches us in both cases of Osai, that Allah Chalamaisa, that, that all, so the, just the point that Gemara is making over here is, in both cases, the Mishnah just uses the Lashon, which creates the greatest Chiddush. Incredible. Ravin Chasida, I will say, this is an interesting case. Ravin Chasida, Azalikidusheve, Isis Alibre. Ravin Chasida went out to betroth a woman for his son. So I will say, so just to be clear, his son had appointed him as a Shaliach, so son appointed father. As a Shalatim Makadesh, a woman for the son. Okay, what happened? So the Gemara says, Kitshalan Afshay. All right, so Ravin Chasida met her, and he was Makadesh her for himself. For himself. All right, so the Gemara says, I will say, there's no need to discuss this amongst yourselves. Right, right. Eyes on, eyes on the page. I say, hey, different times, different times. Right, so I said, you know, my, my granddaughter has a my granddaughter has a new word. She she says buckward. She doesn't say awkward. Buckward. Buckward. I say, yeah, yeah. Buckward. All right, little buckward. Fine. So the Gemara says as follows. So what happens? So I say, the Gemara says, "Vatanya masha asa asoi eloshenag ba minagramos." I but one second. How could Rav and Chasida do this, Rabbi After all, again, the Mishnah says, "Fine, it works. It works." But la meisa, it's not appropriate. Right, it's a minagramo. So, in other words, somebody somebody appoints you as an agent to execute something, and then you take you take it for yourself. Okay, it works, but the is not appropriate. Tishimar says, no, no, here's the case. Lo I will say when Ravin Chasida came to suggest the shidduch, the girl's family would not agree to the girl marrying Ravin's son. They didn't agree to the shidduch. Bless you. What they did agree to is Ravin. If you would like to marry her, that will agree to. So I'll say, so this was a different kind of case. The, the agency that he was appointed to carry out at the end of the day was not possible. Was not possible. Therefore, halacha lamaisa, again, he married her. I think says, okay, but shouldn't, Ravin, don't you think maybe you could die to go back, have a little talk with your son, sit down a little bit, a cup of coffee, or maybe a cup of vodka, you know, whatever. You know, so, so, so Lamaisa, like, don't you have to go back and say something? In other words, I would say, I understand, in other words, now I understand the mechanics of the case. The girl's family was not agreeable to the shidduch. I got it. So now, Ravin, but don't you have to go back and now go ahead and... Talk about it to this. And Savar, Ravin was concerned about say that of what? If Halochalamaisa they would do that, then by the time ultimately again he got back, so this, this apparently was a was a fine young lady, and let me be a fine family. He was afraid that someone else would have been Makadeshar. So so therefore again he felt he had to act now, because if not, that would have been a lost opportunity. Okay, another case. Rabbi said, Rabbi Bar Bar Chana, Yoav leZuzi the Rav. Rabbi said, Rabbi Bar Chana gave money to Rav. Amar Zabna Nehili lehai Ara. He said to Rav, Go ahead. I want to purchase a particular field, a piece of land. Go out, go out, and you purchase it for me. Here is the money. Be Mashaleach purchase it for me. Azul Zabna lenafshei. Ultimately, I will say what happened. Rav saw the parcel, bought it for himself. Yimara says, okay, that's not appropriate. It works, in other words, fine. Lamaisa, you did it, but, but it's Ramos. It's not appropriate. So, so which the Yimara says, no, no, what's the case? It was a place where the other people in the area, apparently there were like some other landowners who controlled the area. They were powerful people. They would not ultimately again have sold to Rav but they were willing to sell to Rav. So once again, this is a different type of situation where the transaction couldn't have unfolded as originally planned. 
So therefore, Rav took advantage of the opportunity to buy for himself. I, Iboyle Ladui, still Rav, you should have come back to Rav Abar tell him what was going on, and let's say, listen, I, they, they won't sell you the land, but I could buy it myself. To which the Gemara says, Savar Adahaki He was concerned that what? If he would go back and tell Rav Abarachan, by the time he get back, the land will be sold. There's an incredible Mosra Haskell from both of these cases, which is opportunity waits for no one. So say, this happens to us all the time in life, where opportunities present themselves, and we'll say, oh, you know what? I'll get back. I'll get back. You know, let, let, me, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Let, let, let me discuss it a little bit. And I will say, nine out of ten times, especially with really good opportunities, if you wait, if you wait, they're gone. Right? If you wait at the end of the day, by the time you decide to get back to it, by the time it's convenient, and by the time all the ducks are in a row, the stars are in alignment, often they're gone. This is the concept of mitzvah habali yadecha al tach When a mitzvah, and mitzvah doesn't just mean a mitzvah, mitzvah means a life opportunity for development, for growth, for self-actualization. For self-actualization, I will say, when that happens, when that happens, ultimately again, take advantage. I will say, I'll tell you something amazing. Yesterday, I gave a, I, I gave a share to, a, to a, a women's Rosh Chodesh group. And I was thinking about the concept, because it's very much like on my mind presently today, about Kabbalah, thinking about Kabbalah, and about what, what, what a person could take on in these difficult times. So there's something amazing. Like, an hour later, an hour later, right, a group, a group had taken on Kabbalahs. It was it was it was absolutely like amazing to see. Maybe it's maybe it's different to men and women, right? Maybe just women have the ability to like react to things faster. And like it was just such because like a lot of times I think about Kabbalos and, and we've spoken about this a lot. I put this out on the chats. I put out the the twenty four hour learning. I was like I was so hoping already that that entire spreadsheet would have been filled up. It's a half hour of learning. For Achinu B'nai Yisrael, it's the it's it's like something tangible, and I appreciate everyone who did it already. But Chevra, like everyone has a half hour, you know, we have we have we have a half hour to to be on every single WhatsApp group and a half hour to go out and check the news. We have an extra half hour to learn, and if you re, if, if we really want to do something, but I don't know for some reason, like we 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 tend to just take a lot more time in making concrete decisions and doing things that really matter in life. And just understand that by the time we get around to things, often, again, they're just gone. They're just gone. Think back in your own life. How many crossroads did you stand at where you had an opportunity to do something? And like, whatever, I, I dragged my feet intentionally, unintentionally, and then by the time like, I got it together, I know my personal life I have this, by the time I got it together, like, it, was just, it was just gone. It was just gone. At the hachi vahachi, if you wait too long in life to seize your opportunities, again they're gone. I will say, and again, I'll take the opportunity now just to mention, if you haven't signed up for a half hour of learning, mm-hmm. this is something, again, I will say, we could have 24 hours of learning every single day. We have Chavra from Eretz Yisrael that signed up for the slots when we're sleeping here in Chutz Laretz. Take a half hour. That's your half hour. And commit yourself. Every one of us has time. We all have time. I'm gonna, otherwise, I'm going to start making individual requests. You, you don't, don't want to be bothered by me for, for individual requests. Don't make me make the requests. Sign up. That sheet should be filled up multiple times over. 
if, if, if we could show that we're learning 24 hours a day for their benefit, what is schos? If you don't take your slot, it'll get filled up. Someone else will take it, but it could have been yours. Rav Gidl, have a bahi ara. So I will say Rav Gidl was trying to buy a particular piece of land. Another incredible case. Let's listen to this. Also Rabbi Abba Zadme. So I will say this case is a little bit different. This case is a little bit different. In this case over here, in this case over here, so ultimately again, Rav Gidl was trying to purchase something, right? And now Rabbi Abba came and bought it from under him. I don't know if that's the right term. But he was trying to, he was trying to, he was trying to purchase something, and then Rabbi Abba came along and bought it himself. So Azur of Gidel Kable Rabbi Zera. Rav Gidel came and complained to Rabbi Zera. After all, again, what's going on over here? Like I was trying to purchase this, and and Rabbi Abba came along and bought it instead. So I will say what happened. So Azur Rabbi Zera of Kable Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka. Rabbi Zera went to tell Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka. Amrale Hamtin Ad Shiyala Etzleinol Regal. Wait until Rabbi Abba comes during the Regalim, and ultimately, again, right, because we have to be Ola Regal, and, and, and we'll talk to him about it. Kisal Kashkechis, your son of Rabbi Abba came up during one of the Regalim, and what happened? Amrle, Ani Mahapech Becharara, Uba Achar Bhemenu, Ba Achar Benatle Menu Mai. So they asked Rabbi Abba the following Kasha. If a poor person is trying to secure, we'll say, Harara is like a, a biscuit, a piece, of, a piece of bread, a loaf of bread, and Ani is trying to run after and get a piece of bread, and somebody else snatches it up. What's What's that lacha? Amar le nikra rasha. So Rabbi Abba says, the person's called Rasha. You see another Jew trying to acquire something and you swoop in instead and you take it and you take it. That's called Rishos. Ve'elamar my time ma'avar hachi. So Rabbi Abba says, it's incredible. So Rabbi Yitzchak, so Rabbi Yitzchak said to Rabbi Abba, so Rabbi Abba, why did you do this? You saw Rav Gidl was trying to purchase a piece of property and you just swooped in, gave a higher bid and took it and took it. Amar le lachavi yedana. Rabbi Abba said, I had no idea. I had no idea that Rav Gidl was trying to purchase the property. So, so again, so Rabbi Yitzchak said, fine. So give it to Rav Gidl now. Give it to Rav Gidl now. In other words, Rav Gidl... Jose, by the way, I just want to point out, this, this topic is actually a fascinating one. It happens to apply to Jews who live in densely Jewish neighborhoods where there is limited housing. Right? You may be aware of communities like this where Jews are bidding against each other for homes. It's just, again, it, 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 it's mutter, but it's interesting, the dynamics of it are in business. When you know that another Jew is trying to accomplish something, what are my rights? In other words, there has to be open markets. There have to be open markets, right? Business world has to, it has to exist a business world. But La Maisa, again, what, what, what are the rights? This concept of When you see a Jew trying to acquire something, what, what rights do I have? What rights do I have to go ahead and, what rights do I have to go ahead and, you know, kind of swoop in there and do something else. So they said to Rav, so now, so Rabbi Abba had no idea that Rav Gidl was trying to acquire it. So Rabbi Yitzchak said to Rabbi Abba, go give it to Rav Gidl. So he says into this. He said, So apparently, you know, the first piece of land that you buy, that's like your first real estate deal. It's not good mazel to sell your first deal. Right? I guess the first deal is the one you hold on to. So Rabbi Abba said, I'm not willing to go ahead and sell it. But here's what I will do. So, I'm happy to give it as a gift to Rav Gidl. I, I made a mistake. I had no idea he was involved. I won't sell it to him. But ultimately, again, I will give it to him. I will give it to him. So Rav Gidl wouldn't accept it as a gift. Why not? Because Rav Gidl didn't want to accept it as a gift. 
Because those like gifts always come with strings. So he just, he said, we literally again, Chazal say that a person who hates gifts will live a long life. Rabbi Abba lo nachas le mishum dehapich be Rav Gidl. Rabbi Abba wouldn't use it because now he realized that Rav Gidl wanted to purchase it. So both say, lo mar nachis lav, lo mar nachis lav. No one used the piece of land. Right? Rabbi Abba wouldn't use it because he felt bad because Rav Gidl was trying to acquire it. Rav Gidl wouldn't accept it as a gift because something like that. So I'll say, what happened? Ah, so the Gemara says, Lo mar nach, I'm sorry, Lo mar, Lo mar nach islav, Lo mar nach islav. Rabbi Abu wouldn't use it, Rabbi Gidl wouldn't use it, O miskere arad rabbanan. But say, you know who did use it? You know who did use it? All the other rabbanan. Right? So now it became known as the land of the rabbanan. In other words, it was essentially like hefker. So, so in other words, people used it, people used it, stam, the arad rabbanan, the rabbis used it. Because again, neither of Gidel nor Rabbi are willing to use it. Okay, incredible. So we'll say, so now listen to this. So now, now remember again that the halacha is if a, per, if a man says, remember again, second case of the Mishnah, Ruvain says to Rachel, Ruvain says to Rachel, become a me after 30 days, and Shimon comes along within the 30 days and gives her Kiddushin. What's the halacha? She's a Kudashas to Shimon. Shimon. So the Gemara says, Lo ba'achar What happens if Shimon didn't come along within the 30 days? What's the halacha? In other words, is her first Kiddushin valid? Rav Of course. In other words, gave her Kiddushin. The Kiddushin is not chal for 30 days. But after 30 days, assuming no one else came and was Mekadishar, ultimately she's Mekudashas. Here's what's interesting. This is true. Even though the money is gone at the end of 30 days. Right? See, even though the money is no longer, she is still Mekudashas. My timer will say, what's the reason? Now, this is interesting, right? In other words, so just, just to be clear, Ruben is giving Rachel, Ruben is giving Rachel money on Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. He says, with money So the Kiddush is not half of 30 days. Okay, nothing happens during the 30 days. Now comes Rosh Chodesh Kislev, she's Mekudashas. Even though the money no longer is in existence, she spent the money. She spent the money. Now, what's the reason? It's actually very interesting. My time, because the money is neither a loan, nor is it a pikadon, nor is it a security. So the Gemara says, It's not a pikadon, because in general, like a deposit is used by the owner. She's technically speaking not the owner of the money. The man was the owner of the money. And yet this money is being used in her rishos. We'll say first wide line. It's not considered to be a loan. Why not? Because ultimately, again, money, I will say, a loan is used for commerce, right? And ultimately, again, these were given to her as for Kiddushin and not ultimately, again, for any transactional purposes, not, not for financial transactional purposes. So all you must point out over here is if, if no one else is Mekadesh during the 30 days, she's Mekadesh but not only that, even if the money was spent over the course of 30 days, so by the time Rosh Chodesh Kislev rolls around, the money is no longer in existence, she is still Mekudesh. That's incredible. Okay, we'll say this is fascinating. What happens? We'll say, so here's the case. Ruben comes over to Rachel and Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan, says, In 30 days from now. Okay, so we've established no one else comes along and is Mekadeshar, fine. Right? She uses up the money, fine. Rebbe will say, what happens if during the 30 days she decides, I don't want this? Does she have the ability to renege on the Kiddushin? Mao. Rabbi Yochanan says, yes, she has the ability to renege. Why? Asi dibor umavatal dibor. Rebbe will say, one act of speech 
could go ahead and negate another. Remember again, he said to her, That's a dibor. She could say, I don't want it. That's also a dibor. Her second dibor could go ahead and uproot the first dibor. Rishlakish says, no, she can't renege. And I will say what she can't renege means is, if she wants out of this, what has to happen? What has to happen? The pasha, she needs a get. Right? A simple dibar is not going to be enough. Lo azi dibar, vatal dibar. Rish Lakish holds one act of speech cannot negate another act of speech. So I'll say this is fascinating. Here we go. Ace Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan is Hash Rabbi Rish Lakish. Bitel. So we'll listen to this. I appoint a shaliach to take truma for me, from my produce. Now what happens? If I void the shlichas, I say to him, you're no longer my shaliach. So we'll say, if I'm about to the shlichus before the shliach has the ability to separate any trumas of Isis, and then he subsequently separates that truma, his designation is not a valid designation. Now, what is this a case of? So we'll say, what is this a case of? This is a case of, I appoint the shliach to, to go and separate that truma for me, and then what? And then what? I say to him, I don't want you to be my shliach. And what do you see from here? It works. It works. So what do you see from here? One act of speech can go ahead and void a previous act of speech. The Imara says, no, no, no. The case of Kiddushan is different. Shine is seen as mostly. The act of Kiddushan is not simply a dibor. Because remember again, what is he doing? What, what, what is, what is Ruvain doing? He's giving her money. I will say, that's not a dibor. That's a maisa. That's an act. So because that's a maisa, I will say, Dibor speech can't upend a maisa. Ruvain sends a get to his wife Rachel, sends with Shaliach. What happens? So we'll say Ruvain gave a get to a Shaliach. He sent the Shaliach to go and give the get to Rachel. Then after the Shaliach leaves, he changes his mind. He runs after the Shaliach and he's bevatel the get. So we'll say, what's that Rachel? It's bottle. So listen to this, but isn't the act of giving a get to a shaliach tantamount to the act of giving kesef kiddushin to the woman, and yet you can be mavatal shlichos? To which the Gemara says, no, 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 hasam nami kol kamadol matigital yada dibar v'dibar hu asi dibar u'mavatal dibar. Now we'll say it's not true. The act of giving the get to the shaliach is not a ma'isa. It's not a ma'isa. What is it? It's not an action. What is it? It's a dibor. And therefore, I will say one dibor can come and be mavatal another dibor. Okay? So the Gemara says, Eisei Shlagish Rabbi Yochanan, Rish Lagish Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan, most is a fascinating case. Kala Kalim, Yardin the day Tumasam Machshava, Vein Owen be day Tumasam Elabishinu Yemaisa. So we'll say, let, let's say this in a simple way, although the details are actually a little bit more complex. We'll say, a kli, a utensil, is only makabal Tumah when it is completed. When it is completed. At what point is a kli completed? So we'll say, fascinatingly enough in halacha, a kli is completed when you have das, that it's complete. Right? When my das is, this kli is done, it's done. At that point, it is mekabotu. I will say, even though on a, on a technical level, there may be actually more stages to the normal completion of this kli, if it's done enough for me. For me, it's complete, then it's mekabotu. But I will say, that, so that's true, therefore, a kli is mechavotum, as soon as I hold, as soon as I have the that this kli is done, ultimately the kli is mechavotum. 
Rabbi now once a Kli, once a Kli is Mekabel Toma, so I will say the only way that that Toma status leaves it is how? Bishinui Maisa. If you do something, of course, you could kasher the Kli, depending on the Kli, but Lamaisa, again, what you could also do is change the Kli. So I will say, so for example, if you have a Kli, we've learned this before, if you have a Kli that's Tame, and you make a hole in that Kli, and now that hole is big enough that that Kli is no longer functional, it's lost its identity as a Kli. If you then go ahead and plug up the hole, that's like a new Kli, Panim Chadosh's Baolakan, and the Kli is Tar. So that's what it means. A Kli can be Makabu to Machshava, but only changes its Tuma status ultimately again through Maisa. Amr Bezabo said. So Maisa Motsi Mide Maisa. See, see from that an action ultimately again has the ability to undo a previous action, Umiyad Machshava, and has the ability also to undo a Machshava. Machshava in Motsiya, Lomiyad Maisa, Lomiyad Machshava. I will say, but ultimately again, a Machshava, a thought by itself, doesn't have the ability to undo either a mice or a previous machshava. So mafka. So I understand why ultimately again a machshava can't undo a maisa. Why The same as an act of speech can't undo a maisa. machshava say ultimately again why can't one machshava undo another machshava? If I had a machshava, ultimately again that the kli is done, right? Which means now that the kli is makabel tuma, and now what do I say? I have another machshava. The kli is not done. I changed my mind. Apparently that doesn't work. Why shouldn't that work? One machshava should be able to go ahead and demote from another machshava. The same way that one dibor, one act of speech, could undo another act of speech. I will say this is incredible. Shadi machshava de tuma dechi dami. Wow. They will say, because literally, again, a machshava of Tumah is like a maisa. What does that mean? They will say, when I have in mind that my kli is finished, they will say, that machshava, that machshava, that is like a maisa. And I have concretized the identity of the kli as a complete kli. Once you concretize the identity of the kli as a complete kli, then what? Then what? As they say, no backsies. Right? That's it. That's it. We're done. And you can't reverse that process. It is as if it is a maisa. Therefore, a subsequent machshava or a subsequent dibor cannot go ahead and reverse that designation. So first of all, that, that phrase by itself is such a profound phrase as well. Shiny machshavas de dehi maisa dami. We know this. Even though, even though Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't treat thoughts of avera or thoughts of tuma. Like a Maisa, Baruch Hashem for that. They will say impure thoughts, inappropriate thoughts, Averidika thoughts, they change us. They change us. What, even though what I think is not what I do, but what I think absolutely influences what I do. What I think about, what I dream about, what I desire, you know, the thoughts that I have that I go through my mind, they absolutely impact me as well. Which, although I'm not held accountable for those thoughts, right? But La Maisa, again, after hopefully we reach a level where we're able to refine our actions, the next stage ultimately again is Taras HaMachshava, to try in some way to work on purity of thought as well. Because at the end of the day, on some level, Machshava Tuma, Dechimai Sedanu. I don't know if the, you know, on a Hashkafic level, we're not necessarily saying that a Machshava of Tuma is actually like a Maisa, but I also know that enough Machshavas of Tuma, enough inappropriate or impure thoughts, 
ultimately lead me down the road, the wrong actional road as well. Ukidraf Papa. Dumrap Papa Ramik Sabos is actually quite fascinating. Rap Papa contrasts with the Pasik says, Kiyitain the Karina Kiyutan. So this is talking about food. Food items are only Makabotoma after they come in contact with liquid. With liquid, one of the seven liquids. So the Pasik says Kiyitain, you will place, but I read it as Kiyutan. Now, kiyutan means if liquid will be placed on it. Kiyitein means you will place liquids on it. So the Gemara says, Just like I will say, yitain means something you did. If you did it, it means that you want it. So to ultimately, yutan means it was good for you as well. Food items only become tame when they come in contact with liquid, but only if you wanted that contact of liquid, right? So either, how, do, how, does, how, how does it happen that you want it? Either you did it yourself, or when it happened, you were okay with the fact that the food items became, became, came in contact with liquid. That way, ultimately, is makabotuma. Fine. Rav Zvid Masel Hashmai Saha. So Rav Zvid Rav says, remember again, what we have over here is a fundamental machlokas, Rav Yochanan Reish Lakish. What's the fundamental machlokas? Do we say asi dibor umavatal dibor? Does one act of speech have the ability to go ahead and negate a previous act of speech? Rabbi Yochanan said yes. Rish Lakish said no. Where is this machlokis coming up, Rabbi Ruven comes over to Rachel, says, Rachel, you're mikudeshes to me. After 30 days, gives her the money, gives her the money. During the 30 days, she has a change of heart. She doesn't want to marry him anymore. Can she retract? Can she retract? Rabbi Yochanan says yes. Rish Lakish says no. That's the machlokis. Comes along, comes along, comes along. Uh, good. Just lost the place. Rav Zvid. Rav Zvid Masa Hashmai Sahar. Rav Zvid brings up this machlokas in a different context. What's the context? So Rav Zvid just frames this in the second part of the Mishnah. What's the second part of the Mishnah? Rafa gave Rishustur Shaliach to accept Kiddushin. Then what happens? Rachel herself accepts Kiddush from another man. So let's hear what's happening over here. So Rachel dispatched the Shaliyah to accept Kiddushin from Ruven. In the meantime, Rachel accepted Kiddushin from Shimon. What's the halacha? So if Rachel accepted Kiddushin ultimately again from Shimon first, then the Kiddushin is good. But if she, if her, essentially, it's, it's a race to the finish line. Whoever accepted Kiddushin first, that's who the Kiddushin for. Shliach accepted first, that's Chal. If she accepted first, that's Chal. Chazra Bamahu. We'll say, what happens if Halacha Lamaisa? What happens if Halacha Lamaisa? Rachel, right, she accepted the Kiddushin. And it's also a case of where there's a delayed Kiddushin after 30 days. And now, ultimately, again, she wants to retract. What's the halacha? Rabbi Yochan says she can retract. Rabbi says she can't retract. Rabbi Yochan it's the same machlokas. Same machlokas. All Rav Zavid is just doing it. It's framing the machlokas in a different case. Rabbi Yochan says she can retract. Why? One act of speech can void a previous act of speech. Rishlakish says, no, she can't retract. Why? One act of speech can't retract another act of speech. So I'll say, so ultimately again, so I'll say, we're going to go through the whole same thing that we did before. Bitel, so as I appointed a shaliach to separate truma, same case you had before. Emach shlok taram bitel, as long as before the shaliach did anything, I was malat l'shlichos, in truma, so truma. 
What's the case over here? The case over here is where I went ahead and tied my own produce. Sigmar says, That's a maisa. So my maisa of tithing my own produce upended the debor of having appointed a shaliach to do so. Fine. All kalim are rendered fit with thought. Once I decide the kli is done, the kli is done. So what are you supposed to say? Same case you just said before. What do you see from here? An action has the ability to go and upend the previous action and previous machshava. But a machshava thought doesn't have the ability to upend the maisa, nor does it have the ability to upend the previous machshava. So mafka. I understand why machshava doesn't have the ability to upend the maisa. Lo asi dibor umavatel maisa. A dibor can't upend the maisa. Elam yad machshava miha tafik. I but from machshava ultimately again it should upend it. As you just said before, a machshava of tumah is different. Because a machshava of tumah, i.e., a machshava that says the kli is done, that is as effective as a ma'isa. papa, papa first white line. kiyitain the karina kiyutan kiyutan dumya Fine. So we'll say all the pre- same previous cases. Ace second white line. A man sends a get to his wife. We'll say all the same case we saw before. And then he catches up with the shaliach. Or he sends another shaliach after the first one. The get I gave you is bottle. Ultimately, again, it's bottle. So we'll say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That a dibor can be mavatal a dibor. We'll say, that's bottom line. You see, again, appointment of an agent is a debor. If I change my mind, then what can I do? We'll say, what can I do? What can I do? I can say, you're not my shaliyah. That's asi debor umavatal debor. One act of speech has the ability to mavatal another act of speech. Tiyufta, t'reish lakish, tiyufta. We'll say, this effectively refutes the position of reish lakish. So we'll say, paskin like Rabbi Yochanan, i.e., asi debor umavatal debor. Which I'll say, just to plug this back into the case, what that means is, that if Reuven gives Rachel Kiddushin, and he says, Become after 30 days. It was say, she already spent the money. Then day 26, she's getting cold feet. She doesn't want to marry Reuven anymore. What does she need to do? What does she need to do? All she needs to do is say, no thank you. And her Dibor could come up and the previous Dibor. That's it. Asi Dibor umevatel Dibor. That's Talach Rabosai. And we'll say ultimately again, the, that's, that's actually what we were just saying before. Right? That's what I just mentioned before. The halacha lemaisa, halacha falls Rabbi Yochanan, even in the case of the Mishnah, namely, asi dibor, umevatel dibor. The afa gavdika lemer, shani nesina smos, that ishay dika maisa dami, afilu haki, asa dibor, umevatel dibor. And I will say, even though one could say, but isn't the act of giving money a dibor? Right? Isn't the act of giving, sorry, isn't the act of giving money a maisa? The answer is, it's not. And I will say, now, normally the act of giving money, I was going to say, just to frame this, and we'll stop over here for today, just to be clear. I will say, in a typical case, Ruven gives Rachel Kesef Kiddushin. Hari li zu. She accepts it. Then she decides, oh no, what did I do? I will say, what's that, Lacha? What's that, Lacha? What's that, Lacha? 
She needs a get. Why? She's married. Remember, what's different about this case? Think about this case, the delay. In this whole case, he's saying, here's the money now. We're, we're married after 30 days, 30 days from now. That's the case where now we're passing Rabbi Yochanan, one speech could come and upend and negate another act of speech. And therefore, again, she's not married. She can get out. So let's say, we'll stop over here for today. So again, right, we have a lot to do tomorrow. But now we see the Gemara conclusively passing like Rabbi Yochanan, one act of speech has the ability to upend and negate a previous act.